Yep. All right, we're back. <laughs> Part two of loneliness, and um, yeah. So last episode, I was on the f- in the flow, but uh, we reached time. Uh, I don't know if anyone else has anything else to say, but I have so much to share. Please share. Um, so this has been something that I was dealing with my entire Christian life, where I just felt that I was not. Uh, included like there was a there was a time where this is not to put anyone down this is just to almost like cast a net for people to relate with there was a party that absolutely everyone in church was invited to except me and it was even the new people were invited and I asked how come I wasn't invited and the answer I got was we forgot and that killed me I was like I was in everything. I help out all the time. I'm in every um, activity for church, and yet I was forgotten. And so I took that as a a comment on myself. I saw that I'm less than everybody. I saw that I'm inadequate. No one likes me. No one cares. I'd be better off dead, and no one would care. Over time, with that line of thinking, it just becomes so solid in you, and you have no way of listening to any counter argument where it's like oh no but we love you we love you jello um we're here for you god's here for you and when i hear that i'd be so closed off to that because i already created this stronghold that protects me from feeling that way and i think what i was going through was sadness but i didn't want to feel sad so i became angry and that expressed itself with my resting face i was very i had a unapproachable face and then church had a lot of clicks again to just relate with people there were just so many clicks at church like as soon as church finishes you can see the people that get along with each other and I feel like I was just roaming no one was inviting me everyone was in a relationship and then there's uh, talks about couples ministry and then I'm like what about the singles I need help and it seemed like everybody was getting help except me so uh, what set me free from that secluded, isolated place was when Gerard called that meeting and I realized other people are going through the same thing. So I had convinced myself that I was the only person going through this because I'm the only single person, I'm the only guy that's single. My situation is so unique and no one can understand me. No one can understand my hurt. And then Gerard opened up and said that he is going through the same thing. I was like, wow. And the Bible says as well, when you go through challenges, know that your brothers and sisters around the world are going through the same thing. That was another uh, key that helped me overcome this loneliness. And I can say right now that I'm completely free from loneliness. Uh, Do I ever get the feeling of loneliness try to creep back in? Absolutely, yes. So I've reached an age where everybody's either engaged, getting engaged, getting married, having kids. And then I compare, like again, like what we were talking about last episode, I compare, where am I at? Why am I not there? I feel like I'm a loser. That comparison was just uh, killing me. And it felt like I was the only one. So when Gerard opened up about that, that he's going through a similar loneliness, it opened up my ability to receive God's love. Because there was a stronghold for me that, oh no, I can't receive it because no one understands. 
But the reality is, no matter how specific and in-depth you think your situation is, there are hundreds of other Christians that are going through the same thing, perhaps even worse. And you can take strength from that fact that other people are going through it with you. So something I think about as well is like Goggins, David Goggins. The reason why he goes so hard is because he knows that some someone else will take strength by knowing that he's also going hard, if that makes sense. Like if you are at the gym and you're struggling, you can take strength by knowing that David Goggins is also putting in the work out there, somewhere out there. And in the same way, if you know that there are other Christians like you that are going through the exact same thing, you can take that as strength to go through it. And then... Uh, when those thoughts come back, those are just triggers. Those are fire, uh, what the Bible calls fiery darts of the enemy. And they come at opportune times when you see, when you are scrolling in your Instagram person, oh, another person getting married, another person's engaged. Like, oh, at times it was difficult for me to celebrate them. Another key was reframing my mind so Romans 12 2 says don't be conformed to the patterns of this world but be completely transformed by the renewal of your mind so there had to be some points of changing your mind on how you perceive something Mm -hmm. and when I saw that people are getting married left right and center I would take that as a negative thing about a negative comment about myself but I had to change that as by um, interpreting people getting married people having kids as, wow, God can do it for them. He can do it for me. If it's possible for them, he can do it for me. And now I take encouragement. I get encouraged every time I see people have good news. So it used to be a a source of pain when someone gets promoted, when someone gets a pay rise. I'm like, dang it, why not me? I'm working hard. Where's mine? But now it's like, wow, praise God. If he can do that for you, he can do that for me. Amen. And it just proves the faithfulness of God for me. And I'm encouraged every time I hear people give me good news. So, um, yeah, another key as well, Galatians 2.20. Something that I've gotten more understanding on. So to give context, I would go to Pastor Rod about these issues of loneliness. And he would say, you need to die. You're not dead yet. And at, at a certain point, I've heard that too many times and it's become cliche and there's no power in it. And then I, un, I fully understood now, or this is now my understanding of it because I believe that we, we grow uh, and, we, our, and our understandings become more seasoned as we grow in our walk with God. But my understanding now is um, Galatians 2.20, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. So I think of Split, how he has, um, what do you call it? Disassociative identity disorder, where he lets other altars come to the forefront and basically live his life for him. And the reason why that is developed in some people, it's called a mental disorder now, is because there is just too much trauma that's coming your way and they have to create this personality to protect them. But this right here, and but that disorder is not like, it's not 
all bad. It's a counterfeit of what God wants. So when God comes in you, when Holy Spirit lives in you, he's not possessing you. You become one with him. And it's not like DID where when an altar comes up, you have no memory of what the other person did. When Holy Spirit, when you let Holy Spirit stand up in you, when you let Holy Spirit come to the forefront and you yield to him, you still have complete control over your actions, over your thinking, but you, this other person has come up in you, right? So we were joking around with uh, Guara saying, oh, she's never lonely because now, oh, she can't be lonely as a pregnant person. Oh, she's pregnant, by, by the way. <laughs> uh, because she's got another person in her. But the truth is we have another person in us. Amen. We've got Holy Spirit. Huh? Hey. Hey. We've got a Holy Spirit. We've got God living on the inside. And when, just like I shared, I think, at the beginning of this episode or the last episode, that Jesus is knocking at the door of your heart and he wants to fellowship with you. And when you're lonely and you're letting that loneliness cripple you, I have to question whether or not you're in relationship with God, right? Have you ever been in a situation where you're in the same room as someone and they don't acknowledge you? How crappy the feeling, right? And it's the same with Holy Spirit that's living in you when you're going through that loneliness, yet this other person is sitting right next to you. I feel sad, lonely, no one's there for me, and then Holy Spirit's right there, and he's waiting, he's knocking. So when you let him come to the surface, he takes the brunt of all the feelings, right? And the fiery darts of the enemy are, are shielded by faith, Okay, so that was another key for me. I let Christ rise up in me whenever those thoughts come. Because when you are going through, when you get delivered from spirits, so I felt the complete freedom. Those spirits are wandering around for a place to stay and they come back to you and see if, if, you're, if they can come back in you. And if they come back, they come back even worse with seven more of their friends and you end up in a worse position that you then you started. So the way to combat that is to let Holy Spirit take residence in you. And you're, you are supposed to feel that. I know we don't feelings, but that is something you're supposed to feel. He's living in you. The Spirit of God is dwelling in your body. And yeah, it's like, it's a wrong mindset as well to say that this is my body and he is in it. This is actually his body. And I'm second place in his body. Like I'm along for the ride. And then all of a sudden you you start to enjoy life because you're in you're in drive you're there with him, right? And um yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess uh does anyone have anything to say? <laughs> I just wanted to say I can I, I relate with what you were saying before, how you were mentioning, oh, everybody else is getting married, everybody else is having kids, everybody else this, everybody else that. Yeah. I, I don't want to keep going back to comparison because we've done it a few times, but again, it, it is that comparison that mm. isolates you. It it, it, it it drives you so far away. So I mentioned before 
uh, when I was doing my counseling um, in, a, in a previous episode, when I was doing my counseling, my uh, counselor said, oh, this sounds like an existential crisis. That, that is when you're questioning everything. And like you were saying before, when you could see everyone else, you know, pairing up, everybody else getting married or having kids, it's like, oh, well, where, where's mine? When, when am I going to go through that? Am I not enough for that? Hmm. Uh, that situation literally came because I'd seen a post off of a friend who I went to school with and she just had her first child. Mm. So for me, that was like, man, these people are moving so far forward in their Mm. life and I'm stuck here. So for context, uh, this is, I'd, I'd gone from job to job to no job to job back and forth so many different times. Uh, and I was single at the time I was, uh, living at home. I'd, I'd moved out on my own and then I'd moved back to home so I, I i was in that that constant mindset of mm. man i am just so far away from everyone else i am i am regressing not progressing mm. like everyone i am i am not moving anywhere i'm just stuck in this position mm. and it's that isolating thought that man everyone else is so far ahead of me nobody else why, why would they come back to my to to me, why would they come for me? They're already so far ahead. I'm not worth. Mm. There's no value in them coming for me, because I am so far behind and beneath them. Mm. And that's exactly the thoughts that kept going in my mind. That's exactly what was going through my brain. So, if anyone watching is going through that, you are so much more valuable than your mind is probably telling you you are. He has paid a price for you because he loves you. That's right. He sent his son to die on the cross for you. That's right. He will never abandon you. He will never forsake you. He loves you. Mm. There is nothing that anyone can say, that you can say, that you can do that will change how he feels about you. There is no, there is no mountain high enough. Yeah. There's no valley low enough <laughs> to keep me from you. Exactly that. To keep his love right. away from you. Mm. That's right. It, really, it's it's true. Like, yeah, That's I said it in a corny way. Yeah. Sure. But it's true. But it's true. It speaks volumes to his love for you. It speaks volumes to how he thinks. You mentioned. The thoughts he has for us mm. is greater than the sands on 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 the beach. Yes, yeah. the thoughts he has for us. He loves us so much. That's right. We can get lost in the source sometimes. Honestly, we can. We can get so caught up in our own thoughts, in our own feelings, in mm. whatever crap is going on. We hear the news. We we get we get an angry message. Maybe we're having issues in our relationships because you know, as as Gerard said earlier in uh, I think in the one beforehand, that even though he's been in a relationship for eight years, he still had those moments of loneliness. You know, I've been dating my girlfriend now for about two years, and it, it yes, it's a bit different given that she's uh, it's it's a long distance relationship, so there is definitely a loneliness there, but. It's knowing that no matter how we feel, the truth is he is in us and he is always going to be there. And all we need to do is turn to him, realize how much he loves us. That just takes it away. Yes, it can be difficult to sometimes, you know, Cello, you mentioned when Pastor Rod said, oh, you haven't died yet, Mm. that it was so such a such a cliche. 
Yeah. Again, with what I was saying at the dinner example with Yang and Chen, mm. I knew that they were going to be like, say, have you prayed about it? Have you, have you read the word about it? Mm. And that to me was just like, it, it was exactly that. It was the cliche. Mm. But the love of God broke through that. Mm. It breaks through that. I remember, what, 2016 was it when we had lighted up, the first ever lighted up event? And I'd never prayed for anyone at this point. This is, this is like, I'd, I'd never done it. I was like, yeah, you know what? I see everyone else doing it. Let's go give it a go. <laughs> and there's a lead. I don't know what church he was from, but there's a lead. His name's Michael. And I saw him just, just sitting there with his wife. And I'm like, something, there's something there. There's something like just in the back of my mind. I'm like, oh, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Anyway, uh, I go up to him as everyone's getting prayed. He stayed at the back, you know, didn't go up for the altar call. Mm. But I'm like, I have to go over to him. I, I don't know what it is. I have to go over to him right now. Mm. So I went over to him and I said, hey, can I, can I pray for you real quick? Mm. And I did. And I remember specifically saying, whatever strongholds there are against you right now, whatever strongholds are holding you back, his love is going to break down those walls and yeah. set you free. Yeah. It's the love of God that sets us free. Yeah. Sets us free from loneliness. That's sets right. us free from whatever mental health issues are going on. That's right. That's right. Sets us free from any self-doubt. Mm. Sets us free from offense. That's right. Yeah. yeah you know, like, we spoke about offense in an earlier episode. Exactly. Right. The love of God. Right. Yeah. God is an all-consuming fire. Exactly. And God is love. And yeah. so just like what you said, as soon as you receive the love of God, all the other stuff gets consumed. Oh, yeah. Like um, one of the things that stopped me from approaching people and being friendly was the fear of rejection. I didn't want to feel even more worse for stepping out. But when you receive the love of God, all that stuff doesn't matter. You want to be friendly just for the sake of being friendly because that's who you are now. Yeah. So I think... Um, yeah, whoever's listening, be encouraged as well. Like uh, Angus was sharing about that Psalm 139 verse. His thoughts of you outnumber the grains of sand on earth. And he's got a book that's already written for your life. And he knows what you need before you even ask. So does he have that woman for you? Absolutely. Does he have that man for you? Yes. Does he have friends for you? Yes. He's got that planned. And it's about trusting him that he has that plan and obey him so that you can walk in that plan and see the fruition of what he's promised you. Galatians 6.9 says, Don't grow weary in doing good, for in due season you will reap a harvest. Mm -hmm. And it's so close, man. So whoever's listening, it's so close. Don't give up. Keep doing good. And uh, Matthew 6.33, Seek first the kingdom and everything you need. So do you need a friend? Like uh, Gerard was sharing, it's not good for man to be alone. So you absolutely need people. And so if you are alone and need a friend, God knows. God isn't uh, opposed to you having a friend group. God's not opposed to you having a wife or a husband. He knows and it's planned and they exist and they're there around, you know. Something that uh, was shared to me as well. So Stephen Heffernan used to be like, uh, he used to come to our church and I see him as a big brother. And 
uh, his story encouraged me when it comes to relationships. So he was in a relationship that was wrong. And um, he was told to let that go because he's not right for her and she's not right for him. And it wasn't until his early 30s that a woman from freaking Mexico, not even in the country, right? God knows where your wife is. She's around the world somewhere and it's planned. His thoughts of you outnumber the grains of sand on earth. He's got a well-detailed plan for how you are supposed to meet her, meet your husband, meet your friends. Like, and if you just trust in him and allow yourself to have hope again and allow yourself to enjoy life, um, something that celebrities say is if you think positive, you attract things that belong to you. And that's a new age concept, but it's a Bible concept. When you do good and karma as well, that's a, we like a lot of Christians disregard that it's not real, but it's Ephesians 6, 8, whatever good you do will be repaid back to you by God. So another key is not to count on people to give you what you need. You count on God. So whatever you would want be done to you. So this is the golden rule. Whatever you want done to you, you do first to other people. Amen. And you aren't looking for that reciprocation from them. Sometimes they aren't even able to reciprocate because they're so broken. Or sometimes they're just not even thinking about you. But if you follow that step, follow and walk in that, God will give you the, um, the craving that your soul desires for connection. And unless you start there, you'll always be at the mercy of other people. So if you are, if you if you are at that place where you need people, you'll never you'll never be in a consistent place, because people will always let you down, mm-hmm. eventually. So yeah, be encouraged. If you're there, if you're about to leave church, don't leave church without consulting God. Yeah, All right. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to have anything else to say. <laughs> All right. Well, that's pretty much it. Last thing I'll say, be still. If you're going through the motions, and I understand like when you're going through it, it's so difficult. My advice to you is to be still and know that He's God. Stop it all. Get quiet. And hear from Him. Uh, Because while ever you're focused on the emotions, it will overwhelm you. And yeah, all right, so be encouraged. I've been through it. There are so many people that are also going through it. You're not alone. You're never alone. God's with you. And yeah, be encouraged. So I'll pray for you right now. Thank you, Lord, for this person that's listened this far. I thank you, Lord, for your love to overwhelm them right now in Jesus' name. Father, you are not, uh, Jesus, you're knocking at the door of their heart. So I just speak to you, whoever's listening, let him in. In Jesus' name, let him in. And I thank you, Father, that for what they're feeling right now, I thank you, Father, that for setting them free, enabling them to let go of all the bitterness, all the resentment, in Jesus' name, letting go of loneliness, letting go of 
comparison. I thank you, Father, that your love would just consume all of that. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For soundness of mind, for clarity, for strength, for peace. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Alrighty. Let us know if that uh, helped. <laughs> and uh, yeah, see you next time. Thanks for having me. Goodbye. Thank you for tuning in to Harvest Now Conversations. We hope you got something out of it and want to stay connected. You can follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Harvest Now Church to make sure you don't miss out on any future content. You can also message us at contact at harvestnowchurch.com to suggest a topic to talk about or to ask us a question. Until next time, stay blessed and see you in the next podcast. Thank you.